1: the Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis.
0: With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. After hearing arguments this week on the Mississippi abortion law, National Review correspondent Jim Garrity predicting the Supreme Court will support some new restrictions. You know, the laws will change, and I think it is likely that the Roe will either be overturned or reinterpreted in a way that allows states to enact greater restrictions on abortion. Garrity was being interviewed by the Salem Radio Network. The Kremlin says President Biden and Russian leader Vladimir Putin will speak in a video call Tuesday. Tensions between Washington and Moscow have escalated over the Russian troop buildup along the Ukrainian border U.S. intelligence officials say right now Russia has amassed some 70,000 troops near the border with Ukraine. This is SRN News.
1: Charlie Kirk gives great advice. Jussie Smollett proves my thesis that we have a supply and demand problem with racism in America. America is so incredibly unracist that you have to fake your own hate crimes and hire Nigerians to help you pull it off. Here's just a little piece of advice, Jussie. If you're going to fake a hate crime... Don't give them a check, would you put in the, the line. Mugging supplies? The Charlie Kirk Show, weeknights at 11 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280 The Patriot, glad to have you along today. Looking at your weather, cloudy and a high of 36 today. Then tomorrow, slight chance of rain and snow. Then mostly cloudy and a high of 42. Appliance Renew reminds you that there's just 21 days until Christmas. New inventories added weekly and is ready for your home by Christmas at Appliance Renew, where that little ding don't mean a thing. The Narn with Mitch Berg continues on AM 1280 The Patriot. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's
2: great to be back in Minnesota today.
1: Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your
3: headline act,
1: Mitch Bird. Welcome back,
3: Twin Cities and World. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, Sands. The headliner, Mitch Berg. Mitch away on assignment, but fear not, Mitch will be filling in for me tomorrow on these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot, from 1 until 3 o'clock. But as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, that's hashtag N-A-R-N, show for any comments or questions. And we are live and running at our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook.com, to a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and uh, you'll find that we are live streaming the broadcast, and feel free to uh, weigh in in the comments section there. Paul Seafeld, and as well as Gary from Warroad, both tuning in. Thank you, gentlemen, for uh, checking in. We appreciate it. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk some uh, national news. I came across this uh, piece at Real Clear Investigations, and by the way, check out their fine work: RealClearInvestigations.com. dot Uh, Journalist Aaron Maté put together a piece last week entitled Five Trump-Russia Collusion Corrections We Need from the Media Now, just for starters. Uh, If you've been following the news, obviously, for the last five years or so, the breathless coverage of Trump being a Russian asset and how various news stories uh, validated that assertion, despite the Mueller report coming out and indicating that a sitting president was not (laughs) a russian asset uh there have been very few uh corrections that we're aware of and here to talk about this is the uh aforementioned aaron mate who is the author of this particular piece and by the way you can also find uh his fine work at uh the gray zone just check out uh their uh website the com, and uh, you can find out more of his work there as well uh aaron mate an honor to have you on the broadcast today sir how are you i'm well thanks for having me we appreciate the time i guess um before we get into some of the uh, uh, some of your piece here, and again, we don't want to go over the whole thing. People can definitely check it out, realclearinvestigations.com. dot uh, Very thoroughly researched, uh, well written, in my opinion. So we encourage people to go check that out. But I guess let's start from the very very beginning. At what po- was there a defining moment, or at what point did you yourself come out and say, you know what, the, you as a journalist were, I would have to say, just appalled by the let's call it what it was, maybe even lazy journalism or poorly sourced information on a lot of these Trump-Russia stories. I guess, was there a defining moment where you said, enough is enough, i got to kind of lay out uh, where where people are getting it wrong here?
4: Yeah, I mean, when the first rumblings of this Trump-Russia thing began in the summer of 2016, it seemed fishy to me because Trump was being called this puppet of Putin, that he has all these financial ties to Russia, and then I look at the evidence, and there was just nothing there. And then when the emails came out that were embarrassing for the Clinton campaign, DNC, and that was immediately blamed on Russia, everything just seemed very convenient. Uh, the Clinton campaign wanted us talking about who allegedly stole the emails, not what those emails contained, mm-hmm. which just exposed more Clinton corruption. So that was an early sign. I and mean, then after the election, you know, that was a humiliating election for the Clinton campaign. They spent, you know, at least twice what Trump spent. Um, And Trump humiliated them. He shocked the world when he won. And I look, I'm I'm not a Trump supporter, but I saw very early on that the Clinton campaign was basically trying to blame everyone they could to avoid taking responsibility for their loss. And then this grew into this all consuming FBI investigation um, and national so-called scandal where the president, as you said, was being accused of being a Russian asset. And I thought, you know, if you're going to make such an extraordinary allegation, you got to there's got to be evidence for it. But it was, obvious, it was always obvious when you look at what the reports were saying in the news media and what was being put out by the intelligence community, that the evidence just wasn't there.
3: I guess the one of the—I mean, obviously I'd heard those rumblings during the campaign in the summer of 2016, and you, you'd indicated the, uh, the hacked emails. And then where it really started to gain a lot of momentum, which was surprising to me, was in January of 2017, obviously after the election, but just before Trump was inaugurated— as president, was the trafficking of the steel dossier released in its entirety by BuzzFeed, and they justified it as, look, we weren't going to offer any editorial comments. We would just disseminate it, leave it all out there, let the people decide for themselves. And I seem to recall very early on that a lot of that was debunked, particularly Michael Cohen going to Prague. They later ascertained, no, that was a different Michael Cohen. He's got an alibi. He wasn't there at the time and some of the other outlandish allegations that were trafficked through there. And I I really didn't pay it a lot of attention. But surprisingly to me, Aaron Maté, people were still using the Steele dossier to justify a lot of the claims uh, in their stories. I guess let's start from the beginning. Who is this uh, uh, Christopher Steele, and how did he become such a key figure in this whole thing, Aaron Maté?
4: Christopher Steele is a former British spy who focused on Russia for many years of his career. Uh, He retired, and then he opened up a private intelligence firm. And in May of 2016, he was hired by Fusion GPS. And Fusion GPS is a private intelligence firm that was working for the Clinton campaign, uh, via the Clinton campaign's law firm, Perkins Coit. And Fusion GPS tasked Christopher Steele to look into Trump's alleged ties to Russia and also to look into Russia's potential meddling in the 2016 election. Which, if you look back on it now, it's a pretty curious tasking because this whole thing about Trump and Russia and Russian meddling back in May 2016, it wasn't a public thing yet. It it wasn't in the news yet. So how did Fusion GPS know that Trump and Russia would become a thing and was even something worth looking at? It suggests to me that they were basically cooking up a scam. And that's certainly what Christopher Steele did because he then produced on behalf of the Clinton campaign a series of so-called intelligence reports. They were just garbage. It was fiction, alleging a high-level Trump-Russia conspiracy. Putin was blackmailing Trump with videotapes of him with prostitutes in the Moscow uh, Ritz-Carlton. And these so-called intelligence reports were given to the FBI. They were given to the media in a bid by the Clinton campaign to falsely claim that there was a a Trump-Russia connection. And amazingly, the Clinton campaign concealed this until late 2017. So, you know, almost a year into Trump's uh, presidency, when finally they had to admit uh, that they were paying for the Steele dossier because they came under investigation by the House Intelligence Committee, who subpoenaed the bank records of these and GPS. And that's how we learned that really the Clinton campaign was behind the Steele dossier. But by then, the damage had been done, because by that point, the FBI had been using the Steele dossier as source material to get the warrants on carter page a trump campaign volunteer and if you spy on one person you can spy on basically everybody else they're in contact with and the fbi was lying to the surveillance court saying that the dossier was credible that it, it had checked out which in reality was false and the media had published the steel dossier as you mentioned in, in um in early 2017 and that really blew up this whole thing and what's very clear now is that there was an operation going on Uh, involving the Clinton campaign and also members of the national security state who were basically relying on the Steele dossier and leaking false information tying Trump to Russia and falsely claiming that Steele's claims were checking out. When now we know that in early 2017, the FBI interviewed Steele's main source, a guy named Igor Danchenko. And he told them back then that the dossier was junk and that corroboration was zero. But they kept that from the public. They kept investigating uh, this phony Trump Russia tie, and now we learn four years later, because Danchenko just got indicted, that he even lied to the FBI back then. But they didn't indict him back then for a very clear reason; they needed him and they needed the Steele dossier to push a narrative that there was something to this Trump Russia conspiracy theory.
3: Wow, yeah, uh, a lot, definitely <laughs> a lot to unpack there. I guess, you know, as we as we indicated, uh, you had said that the DNs or that. Uh, The the Clinton campaign or whomever else, they were more concerned about the source of the hacked emails than the actual, the content of the hacked emails. I want to go back to that uh, real quick. Uh, I've seen other interviews that you've given. You had uh, cited a firm uh, entitled uh, CrowdStrike, if I remember correctly. Uh, Why don't you talk a little bit about their role in this and how that also kind of blew up in this whole narrative, Aaron Maté. This is what makes... This story, such
4: a scandal. You have the Clinton campaign via its law firm essentially uh, controlling the flow of information to the FBI, not just the media, but to the FBI for a really consequential national security investigation into their political opponents and who would become, after the Clinton campaign lost, the White House, the presidency. Okay, so using GPS uh, via uh, Christopher Steele. Was feeding material to the FBI that there was a Trump Russia conspiracy. Okay, so that's the Clinton campaign is, is paying for that. So that's the collusion aspect in which the Clinton campaign had unprecedented influence over the FBI. But when it comes to the other core allegation of Russia Gate, which is that Russia stole these emails from the DNC, gave them to the WikiLeaks, and did that to elect Trump, that didn't come from the FBI at first. That came from a firm called CrowdStrike, mm. and who was CrowdStrike working for? Kravchak was working for the same law firm that hired Fusion GPS on behalf of the Clinton campaign, Perkins Coie. So you have a sense of the Clinton campaign controlling not just uh, material that's being used to fuel this collusion allegation, but they're also controlling the information uh, that is being used for the supposed Russian hacking allegation. Because now we know that the FBI, when the DNC claimed that they had been hacked, the FBI did not investigate the DNC servers themselves. They instead relied on the forensics of CrowdStrike and CrowdStrike. We now know submitted reports to the FBI that CrowdStrike redacted themselves. So not only was the FBI relying on CrowdStrike's forensics of the servers, but even when CrowdStrike submitted reports to the FBI, CrowdStrike was choosing what to withhold. And the FBI just accepted this. It would be like if I were to accuse a neighbor of robbing my apartment, but then I told the FBI, or, but then I told the police, you have to rely on my own investigation of right. the crime scene and everything I said. I mean, it, it's, it's unprecedented. It, you would never be allowed in a, in a small, petty investigation. But yet, for a national security investigation, they gave the Clinton campaign unprecedented control. And it led to some really shocking revelations way after the fact, because only in May 2020, which is a year after Mueller closed down, did we learn a pretty shocking admission from CrowdStrike, which is that in December 2017, the CEO of CrowdStrike, Sean Henry, testified that they actually had no concrete evidence that these alleged Russian hackers actually stole anything from the DNC servers, which raises the obvious question. If you have no evidence that they stole anything from the servers, how can you accuse them of stealing the emails? It just doesn't make any sense. But the reason we only ask this question now is because we were – uh, denied that that admission throughout the entirety of the Mueller investigation because Sean Henry said that behind closed doors in December 2017. We only got it in the public in May 2020.
3: Once again, we are joined by uh, journalist Aaron Maté. You can find his work at thegrayzone.com, again, G-R-A-Y, thegrayzone.com. And uh, discussing his piece, he wrote at realclearinvestigations.com entitled Five Trump-Russia Collusion Corrections We Need from the Media Now just for starters, and you're hearing a, a, a good portion of that in our first segment here. Uh, Aaron, we need to take a quick break. Are you able to hold for just one more segment with us? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. We'll be back with uh, Aaron Maté to uh, discuss more of the uh, Trump-Russia collusion and how pretty much all of these uh, Pulitzer Prize-winning stories are falling apart. Here to take your phone calls as well, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NARNshow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the clothes are filling in for Mitch Berg on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. There's a plane
5: flying at here tonight.
3: Sightseeing in
1: Paris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join me every Sunday at 4 p.m. for the Victory Hour, when we will talk politics, Israel, and the law. The Victory Hour, Sunday afternoons at 4, here on The Patriot. I'm
6: impressed
7: with my attorney Bernie. This is Al Momburg. This coming Sunday morning on the World of Aviation, we're going to visit with Heather Ann Sharp, who flew C-130s for the Air National Guard and 747s for Northwest Airlines. How she was driven to become a pilot is pretty amazing, but what she's had to overcome is even more so. You see, she had two accidents that sidelined her, and the accidents had nothing to do with aviation. Hers is a story of indomitable spirit and perseverance. Join us Sunday morning at 10.05 for this remarkable story here on AM 1280, The Patriot.
8: Merry Christmas. It's Michael, owner of Appliance Renew, the place where a little scratch or ding don't mean a thing. It seems everywhere you turn, there's bad news, worker shortages, supply chain issues, and inflation. Christmas time should be filled with hope and joy. Join Appliance Renew and Toys for Town to bring Christmas cheer to a local family in need. Drop off a toy donation by December 13th when you visit our Farmington showroom and receive $50 off your appliance purchase. We consistently have on hand between 250 to 300 new scratch and ding appliances. We carry all major brands up to 50% off. We receive new scratch and ding inventory weekly. Be a blessing and help Toys for Town provide 400 local families with a holiday meal kit and gifts for their kids. Drop off that toy donation at our Farmington showroom before December 13th. Visit us online at appliancerenewed.com. That's appliancerenewed.com.
9: Want to enroll your child in Christian school for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com has joined with area private schools to offer half price tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the Half-Off Christian Tuition Program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
5: Frighten someone's day with the free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group.
3: Welcome back. AM 12, 8 of the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Berg on the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at uh, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. Uh, talking with journalist Aaron Maté, he writing, having written a piece last week for Real Clear Investigations. Again, check it out. We're at RealClearInvestigations.com. Five Trump-Russia collusion corrections we need from the media now. Just for starters... Uh, as w- expected, we have some uh, interesting reaction from our listeners. We want to get to some callers real quick, and we'll get back uh, to chatting with Aaron. Uh, line 2, Mike in Rosemont. Hey, Mike, you're on with Aaron Monte. Mike, are you there? Okay, well, let's put Mike back on hold. How about Mark in St. Louis Park? Mark, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. No one there? All right. Well, 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 I'll tell you what, we'll try to get that straightened back up and get back with uh Aaron, are you back with us? I'm here, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, as long as Aaron's with us, and we'll uh, <laughs> continue to move forward. Uh, one aspect of the story, Aaron, that I'm sure that you've been uh, approached with, those who, uh, whether they're still clinging to some truth that Trump was a Russian asset or the administration or the, the campaign that preceded it, wasn't exactly uh, acting with uh, the utmost of scruples, Uh the Donald, Donald Trump Jr. meeting that he took with uh, what was uh, said to be a, a Kremlin-connected Russian lawyer that was going to offer him compromising information about Hillary Clinton. Uh, what do we know about that in the aftermath?
4: Well, first of all, what often gets omitted in the reporting is that the offer did not come from Russia. It came from a music publicist named Rob Goldstone, who's British, okay. who was working for some Russians and. Rob Goldstone in his telling just essentially made up a bunch of stuff. He said that Russia had some information on behalf of a crown prosecutor in Russia, a position that doesn't exist. He made that up based on a position that exists in his native country of England. Uh, And that, that information was uh, compromising about Hillary Clinton uh, in terms of her dealings with the Russian government. And that would, and they were basically going to offer that to Don jr. Okay. And, What Goldstone said is that he basically made that up because he was trying to get Don's interest. He wanted to get uh, a meeting on behalf of his client. He was trying to do his job and get a meeting for his clients, who didn't actually have any dirt to give the Trump campaign, but they wanted to basically lobby the Trump campaign when it comes to these Magnitsky sanctions that were hitting wealthy Russians like the kind that Rob Goldstone was working for. So he basically says he made up this thing about Russia having compromising information on Hillary Clinton – having to do with her dealings with Russia. And that's the part where he's admitted he made it up, is the part that gets omitted from a lot of the talk around that meeting. And instead we get this thing where Trump was going to meet with some, uh, Don Jr. and uh, Jared Kushner were meeting with Kremlin-connected Russians who were offering dirt on behalf of uh, the Kremlin. And, and you know what's funny about that is like if you believe that there was this high-level Trump-Russia conspiracy why then is it um, coming through a music publicist who was making up lives to get a meeting? And everyone involved says the meeting didn't last very long because it, it turns out that the Russians there didn't have anything to offer. And so Don Jr. and them weren't interested. Another very funny irony that never gets discussed is that the main Russian lawyer at that meeting, a woman named Natalia Petrovskaya guess who she was working with? Fusion GPS, oh. the same firm that at the same time was planting fake uh, Trump-Russia conspiracy theories. And she met actually with Glenn Simpson, the co-founder of Fusion GPS, the day before the meeting and the day after. And I'm not saying that that, this meeting was some kind of setup, although I think that's a possibility, but I have no evidence for that. But it's just funny that even the Russians who were supposedly there uh, to conspire uh, with with, uh, the Trump campaign were actually working with the same firm that was, meanwhile, ginning up the Trump-Russia conspiracy theory because basically uh, uh, Glenn Simpson was involved in trying to um, – in helping that firm uh, fight those same sanctions. So basically Fusion GPS, the Clinton campaign contractor, was doing the exact same thing that Don Jr. was accused of doing, which is basically uh, – actually, he was doing something far worse. He was working with them, whereas Don Jr. Uh, just took a meeting. So by the standards of Gate, what – you know, the Clinton campaign has far deeper connections to Russia – than anything you can pin on Trump, and personally, I don't think it's bad to speak to Russians. I'm uh, not I'm not a, I'm not a, a xenophobe, sure. but it's just a- anytime you could trace anything to do with a Russian to Trump, it, it became in the media narrative something nefarious.
3: Once again, we're joined by Aaron Maté uh, talking about his piece at RealClearInvestigations.com about the five Trump-Russia collusion corrections we need from the media. Now, I think we have our phone situation uh, uh, repaired, so we'll get to our callers real quick. Line 2, Mike and Rosemont. Mike, we've got about a couple of minutes. Go ahead.
10: Great. Thank you for taking my call.
3: Yes, sir. Um, what I'm wondering
10: is, as we're watching all these things being told to us, you can look at the pandemic. The, and obviously, anything involving people, there's going to be some level of corruption. But we're out here. We're wondering why do these people never seem to get indicted? Hillary Clinton and her emails. I mean, this goes on and on. In the level of corruption, and then you have the Ministry of Truth, essentially, with your mainstream media sources. And we can get our information out here. We're wondering: is when is justice going to prevail? And some of these people actually have to go to jail for what they've done. And um, what do we do to uproot this corruption? Last point is many people thought Trump didn't clean house well enough and get rid of all these people like Lisa. I think Lisa Page struck and and the others. Will something like that help our representative republic? Thank you.
3: Yeah, go ahead, Aaron. I don't know how much you want to tackle that, but we've got about a minute or two for our next caller here. Well, it was a
4: very interesting comment made by Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader, a couple of days before Trump was inaugurated. He was speaking to Rachel Meadow. And at the time, Trump was basically criticizing the U.S. intelligence community because they were making these claims about Russian hacking without presenting any evidence. And Trump on, on Twitter was mocking them. Mm-hmm. And, Chuck, and Chuck Schumer said this. He said, Trump is being very foolish. If you mess with the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. Mm. It's an ex- extraordinary statement. Wow. The Senate leader is saying that the intelligence – and he's endorsing essentially – the intelligence community retaliating against the elected president.
3: Right.
4: It speaks to the power that we've given to the national security state in this country where they somehow have the right to get the elected president, like whatever you think of him. And that's essentially what happened. And I think you know Trump – I think the criticism that he didn't um, – you know, get rid of people who are conspiring to undermine him with via the Russia investigation. I think it's a fair criticism. A lot of people who were kept around, they fought very hard to make sure that critical information that could have sh- sh- shined a light on what really happened with the, with the Russian investigation was kept under wraps. And that's why Trump left office without declassifying some really key material. And now the best hope we have is the Durham investigation to get to the bottom of it. But, you know, nothing is guaranteed. It just speaks to the power in this country of the unelected national security state. It's something that Eisenhower warned about in his outgoing speech about the military-industrial complex. It's a, it was a very prescient warning.
3: Line three, Mark in St. Louis Park. Mark, we've got a minute, a minute to go here. You're on with Aaron Maté. Go ahead.
7: Uh, thanks, for Doing a great job for Mitch today. Real quick, um, uh, to your guest, countries and their, their leaders' policies based on their self-interest, Let's take foreign policy, Ukraine, Middle East, NATO, trade, domestic, energy production, military funding. There is nothing for Russia to be gained with Donald Trump as president. Trump supporters like myself knew from day one this was laughable. Trump colluding with Russia. Even on the campaign trail, I figured Russia is going to hate this guy. It's the last guy they ever want to be president. So Trump supporters like myself knew from day one, the media, they're not that stupid. They were they were part of the whole problem. They were collaborating, in my opinion, and I'll hang up and listen. Just
4: ridiculous.
3: Yeah, go ahead, Aaron.
4: Well, I wouldn't underestimate the stupidity of some people in media, honestly. Um, some people are, are, I interact with them, are, you know, just, they say the most insane stuff, even in the face of all the evidence showing what a joke the Trump-Russia conspiracy theory was. They kept at it. So, I think at least in some cases you can chalk it up to stupidity. And yeah, look, I wasn't a Trump supporter. And um, one of the things that I, I really didn't like about Russia Gate was that because the media was so convinced that Trump was a Putin asset, they were ignoring all the ways in which the Trump administration was being incredibly hawkish towards True. Russia. Now, that's their right to do that. They got elected to do it and that's, they have the right to set their policy. But if you look at the claim that he was doing Putin's bidding. In reality, his administration was far more hawkish and confrontational towards Russia than, um, than, uh, than Obama was. You know, that's just a fact. And it's, uh, it, it, to me, in my opinion, that was dangerous. But at the same time, I, I blame Democrats for it instead of actually posing an alternative where it spent all their time falsely claiming that he was doing Putin's bidding. It was, it was ridiculous.
3: Once again, we are joined by Aaron Monte again discussing his piece, Five Trump-Russia Collusion Corrections We Need from the Media Now, just for starters. And, uh, yeah, he names names. He cites different pieces, whether it's from The Washington Post or The New York Times and uh, the folks in the publications who won Pulitzer Prizes uh, for these uh, reportings and how uh, they're uh, not even uh, retractions but minor corrections are left wanting. And you can also check out his fine work at thegrayzone.com. That's G R A Y the grayzone uh, dot com. Aaron, a fascinating piece, fantastic work. I can't imagine uh, the time and research and resources that it took to compile this, but fascinating read. And uh, I'll point my listeners to it again. And uh, we appreciate your time today and uh, joining the Northern Alliance Radio Network and have yourself a great rest of the weekend. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brad. You too. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, in for the headliner, Mitch Berg on his broadcast, but fear not, Mitch will be filling in for me tomorrow from 1 to 3 p.m. And again, here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, that's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Another segment coming up on the broadcast in mere moments. Go nowhere.
6: So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for healthcare, And here's why. Not only is it time for open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also when you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. For the typical family, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. And what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate when compared to health insurance. Double. It really is remarkable. There's more than 400,000 members now who have shared more than $4 billion in medical bills. So they can handle your bills too. And here's the thing. If you join before December 15th, they'll waive your new member fee. So that's another $170 you'll save. I'll give you the number here in a second, but call and you'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline, December 15th. So call now and you'll save even more. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844
5: 57 bible 844-57-BIBLE. Have you recently received a quote for an exterior home improvement project that was so high it made you seriously consider selling the house instead? In today's market, it's more important than ever to get multiple bids to make sure you're getting the best possible prices on any investment in your home. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. Not only can I provide you the most competitive bids in the Twin Cities for free, but I can guarantee it will be the quickest and easiest way to get them. Whether you need siding, roofing, or windows, I will personally come to your house for a short meeting so we can determine which name brands make the most sense for you and your house. And I'm all about multiple options, so you can have a variety of price points to choose from. A few days later, you'll receive an email from me with the bids attached. I've done the homework on brands and contractors, so you don't have to. It's that simple. No salespeople, no pressure, and no obligation to buy to set up one short meeting with me, visit GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, Warning, warning, warning.
3: Once you taste the Rack Shacks Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280, The Patriot. And we've partnered with
7: my friend Keith Hittner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue Be
3: careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger,
1: you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at rackshackbarbecue.com.
8: Rack Rack yeah.
3: Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 the Patriot Northern Alliance radio network with me Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in.
2: Your mama don't dance
3: and your 651-289-4488, that is the number to call. Your
2: mama don't dance
3: and your daddy don't and you can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, that's hashtag Narn show. And, to to and uh, we do have our uh, Facebook live stream up and going. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And uh, leave a comment or question there as well. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Hey, folks, just a reminder that this is the fourth annual Christmas Mortgage Miracle. Yes, the Christmas Mortgage Miracle is back, and we're looking to pay your mortgage or rent for all of next year. You can enter to win once a day at am1280thepatriot.com. So be sure to check in daily at the Freedom Fan Club page for a chance to score bonus entries. Now, with the money you save, you can take what? Long family vacation, contribute to a college or private school fund, invest it, or maybe put it towards that home renovation you've been thinking about for years. Uh, the Christmas Mortgage Miracle is brought to you by Tom Matiney of New American Funding. So again, uh, check it out, AM1280, thepatriot.com. Uh, we are talking about one high-profile trial in the first hour, right here, of course, in our own backyard, the Kim Potter trial, former Brooklyn Center Police officer. One that isn't quite as gripping, uh, but it is definitely getting uh, some national news headlines. Is the uh, trial of Empire actor uh, Jussie Smollett? Is the show Empire even on anymore? I'd, I've literally never seen it. it. It doesn't appeal to demographics like us. I don't think. I think it's still. On, I think they're on like their last season or something. Okay. Like uh, has Jussie's character been written out? I would assume it would be. Was I've it? never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, This is from PBS.org. The twists, turns, and oddities of the legal saga surrounding Jesse Smollett's claim in 2019 that he was the target of a racist and homophobic attack in Chicago have culminated in a trial which entered its first full day of testimony on Tuesday. Initial charges brought in February 2019 that accused the former Empire actor of faking the assault were soon after tossed. But in February 2020, after a special prosecutor looked into the case, a new six-count indictment was filed. So the charges are the uh, 39-year-old, he's charged under Illinois' disorderly conduct statute, which encompasses a wide range of offenses from making prank 911 calls to placing harassing calls as a debt collector. (laughs) Uh, He faces six counts of disorderly conduct under a subsection of the law that prohibits false reports to police, Some states don't categorize false police reports as disorderly conduct. Well, let's just kind of recap this for those who may not recall. So this was early, uh, what did they say, January 2019? So early in 2019 that Jesse Smollett was attacked by two guys. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning in Chicago, 16 degrees below zero, and he lived nearby and was walking to the Subway sandwich store You and know, got a late night craving for a sandwich, apparently. And these two guys, the only description he got was they were wearing the red Make America Great Again hats, mega hats. And they attacked him, beat him up, poured bleach on him, put a noose around his neck. Modern day lynching is what it was being called. And you just take all of those facts, and I say fact, put facts in quotation marks, if you take all of those in, this was the perfect storm for progressives and their cohorts in the media. We just talked to journalist Aaron Maté the first two segments about how journalists were willing to take just little crumbs and blow it up into something huge— that wasn't. But because it fit a narrative that Trump was this evil, uh, dic- dictator like person that we somehow elected president, they were willing to cling to anything that could get him out of office. And hence the whole Russia thing that has now been the proverbial exploding cigar in the media's collective face. And yet, the same, I mean, this happens with any story that fits perfectly within their template, that conservatives are evil and racist and progressives that just want to make the world better while they're constantly targeted with death threats and threats of violence and, and whatever else. And I got a montage for you. This is about—I'm uh, uh, only going to play the first four or five minutes of it. I may interject my comments. I may not. But uh, some of the people that are— I got it down here. Yeah. A couple of shows, one called The Real, another one's called The Talk. Apparently, these are like The View knockoffs where you get a bunch of panelists, mostly progressive, talking about the news of the day. Uh, of course, talking heads at MSNBC, CNN, uh, The Wendy Williams Show, and actress Ellen Page, who is now actor Elliot Page. Just, I don't want to be accused of dead naming or misgendering here. Okay. But at the time, she was Ellen Page, star of the movie Juno. I, I like that movie, by the way. But now goes by Elliot Page because uh, this is a trans man, apparently. They all had their little comments about the Jussie Smollett incidents and the, just the breathless vapors that they conveyed over what had happened. Uh, and they bought it hook, line, and sinker. So, again, we'll listen to about four or five minutes of this uh of these various personalities talking responding to the report of jesse smollett in chicago getting beat up by two guys in mega hats who poured bleach on him and put a noose around his neck Uh, let's go
0: okay a lot to cover we've got some breaking news actor and musician jesse smollett from the hit show empire was attacked and beaten early this morning in chicago
5: this is horrible to report danny this is a horrible story no matter what kind of Attack or crime, it was. Yeah, you may have already told us, but I'm so shaken by the story I forgot. Uh, I know he walked himself to the hospital. Do we know how he is now? This is a horrible story. Yeah. Two
3: suspects who were apparently wearing Make America Great Again hats.
5: I'm disgusted by people who wear hats that say MAGA make America great again. I don't like that it's being put out there in the media, that this is a possible hate crime. And the media has really
2: cast so much doubt on his story, which I find so personally offensive. Coming from the president of the United States, he's dog whistling every day. The
1: circumstances are just horrific.
2: And this is America in 2019.
1: The list of those who went public with their outrage over the attack ranges from Moonlight director Barry Jenkins, who tweeted, this is what all the hateful mongering has wrought. Are you proud? To actress Ellen Page, who blamed Vice President Mike Pence.
10: It feels impossible to you not feel to f- this way right now up. with yeah. the president and the vice president, Mike Pence, who, like, wishes I couldn't be married. Let's just be clear. Connect the dots. This is what happens. If you are in a position of power and you hate people... And you want to cause suffering to them. You go through the trouble. You spend your career trying to cause suffering. What do you think is going to happen?
2: When the story first broke and Justice Smollett claimed he was attacked, there was no corroborating evidence, but that did not stop or even slow down the rush to judgment. 2020 Democratic presidential candidates weighed in immediately. Senators Cory Booker and Kamala Harris both called it, quote, an attempted modern-day lynching. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand said, quote, we are all responsible for condemning this behavior and every person who enables or normalizes it. And freshman Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tweeted, quote, this attack was not possibly homophobic. It was a racist and homophobic attack. And despite being caught red-handed in more than one rush to judgment in recent weeks, the media also had no problem declaring it a hate crime. The New York Times, quote, Jesse Smollett, one of the stars of the television show Empire, was attacked in Chicago by two assailants who yelled racial and homophobic slurs. American Urban Radio Network's White House reporter April Ryan tweeted, quote, this Attack on Jesse Smollett is a hate crime and should be treated as such. GQ magazine added, "Quote the racist, homophobic attack on Jesse Smollett is far right America's end game." Nancy Pelosi deleted a tweet expressing sympathy for him.
7: In
1: the tweet, she called the attack an affront to our humanity and said, "I pray that Jesse has a speedy recovery and that justice is served." But Harris wouldn't say whether she regrets reacting to the Jesse Smollett case by tweeting, "Quote this was an attempted modern day lynching."
5: Which tweet? What tweet? Uh, the, about uh, saying that it is a modern-day lynching that... Um,
9: uh, Sorry. Yes. he <laughs> Smollett.
5: Um, I, I, okay, so I will say this about that case. I think that the facts are still unfolding, and um, I'm very um, concerned...
11: It's barbaric.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: It really is. I mean, in this day and age, come on. It's got to stop. Yeah. He's a lovely person. No one deserves any of this. No. And it's, it's terrifying. No, it's
10: scary. Oh this is scary. It's scary. It's crazy because to me this is like domestic terrorism. Terrorizing our own people with this hatred. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, this makes me so sick.
2: You know, and it's just such a wake-up call. I know we see stories like this all the time, but You do fool yourself that you're safe in our world. You get in your own bubble around your friends, around the people you know in your area, and it's just um, a shocking, horrible reminder that any of us can be a victim of this kind of hate.
5: Two white men in ski masks brutally attacked him, calling him the F-word and the N-word. Reportedly, they fractured his rib, put a noose around his neck, and poured bleach on him. Pretty awful. I was bruised, but my ribs were not cracked. It's so terrifying because... You, you don't know what was going through his head when this was happening, and he might have thought this was his last moment. So totally terrifying. What's,
11: what's terrible is uh, it feel like we're living in the '60s and the '50s again. We thought we pretty much thought racism had come a long way when uh, President Barack Obama was president. But the, and then, by the way, it had. Yeah, it, it had. But but then but then, but then again, the hatred. Yeah. So so if you really want to get into that, you want yeah. you want to build a wall for somebody, build a wall for some of the white nationalists and supremacists in this country, and keep them out because. You know, is, is
3: they making racism okay again? Okay, so there you have it. I mean, did you, this last clip, did you hear that as they're going through each charge? They call him the F word. <gasps> call him the N word. <laughs> he has a cracked rim. <laughs> I mean, just the, the audience literally getting the vapor, hyperventilating as they're going through each charge. And this served the purpose that Jesse Smollett wanted. The two Nigerian brothers who he collaborated with to carry out this attack who he paid to carry out this attack they are testifying now against him and they said, yeah Jesse wanted to reach media with this because he knew the media would take this and run with this because Jesse has been a big critic of Donald Trump was a big critic of Donald Trump and he knew the media would run with this and do his bidding. And get it out there and get their buzzwords out there. Racism. And this is like the 50s and 60s all over again. And white nationalism and white supremacy and homophobic and racist. Their favorite buzzwords. They were able to get out there because of this story. And to their everlasting credit, and I say this with all sincerity, Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar on The View, after this was determined, yeah, guess what? This was pretty much a hoax. And I'm serious when I say this. I'll give Whoopi and Joy credit, even though they were kind of, Joy was kind of being, you know, flippish about it. I will give them credit. They are saying exactly what all of these other media types and progressive politicians should be saying in their mea culpa. Here it is Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Bihar on The View.
8: We just instantly say that's what it is based on what we see in that moment and then have to walk stuff back when it turns out we're wrong. Why is that? Why is do we keep making the same mistake? Because we're, we're desperate
3: to get Trump out of office.
8: <laughs> that's it!
3: That's it! Anybody with half a brain cell knew that this is why this was being done and why the media without checking a single fact without saying, well, you know, boy, that just fits way too perfectly in all of our narratives and our stereotypes and our caricatures of the conservatives. This is like a Babylon B post. They don't give one iota of scrutiny to this. Now, these talk shows, these vapid talk shows like The View and The Real and The Talk and Wendy Williams and all that garbage, they're not journalists. Okay, whatever. But CNN and NBC, who portray themselves as a journalistic operation. No excuse for it. No excuse. And there's never any accountability for this stuff. So uh, you got it in an, in a nutshell right there. They said, yeah, we, we want to get Trump out of office. So that's why anything that would make him or his supporters look bad, we're just going to run with it. Facts be damned. One final segment here on the broadcast is me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Berg, 651 289 Four four eight That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show. Brad Carlson, the Glozer again, filling in for Mitch Berg, coming back with one final segment on today's broadcast. Go to where. AM
1: 1280, The Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Lauren Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
9: Do you
7: suffer from numbness, tingling, burning, or restless pain in your hands or feet? Does your doctor insist on giving you more medications, but your neuropathy isn't improving? Stop masking the symptoms and get answers by contacting Dr. Letourneau, D.C. at Abundant Life Chiropractic Health and Injury Center. If you do nothing, you risk suffering long-term complications like infections, poor wound healing, balance issues restraining you to a walker, and possible amputations. In fact, 86,000 Americans lose a limb every year to untreated neuropathy. Get your life back today. This clinic has helped hundreds of patients improve and often reverse their neuropathy with their at-home protocols. If you're ready to regain your independence, contact Abundant Life Chiropractic Health and Injury Center. As an AM 1280 The Patriot listener, you receive a special $99 get-acquainted offer. That's a $250 value for just $99. Neuropathy doesn't wait around. You shouldn't either. Call 952-383-38 to schedule a full neuropathy workup.
9: Want to enroll your child in Christian school for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com has joined with area private schools to offer half-priced tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
1: You can listen to AM-1280, The Patriot, on all Amazon Echo devices. Simply ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis, and you'll hear your favorite hosts.
11: This is Dennis Prager, and thanks for listening to me on your Alexa device.
2: Round, round, get around, I get around.
1: Yeah, get around, round, round, round I get
7: around. Welcome back.
3: AM-1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Berg on the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. But fear not, Mitch will be in for me tomorrow, 1 to 3 p.m. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in, talking about Jesse Smollett going on trial. It's always uh, interesting to look back at uh, how this story was initially reported, where, let's face it, the journalists bought it hook, line, and sinker. And it did exactly what it was supposed to do because the two uh, uh, brothers from Nigeria who collaborated with Smollett to carry out this attack, they were the ones who put on the red MAGA caps. Now, there were rumors they also put on white face to make them look like white guys. I don't know if that happened or not or if that's been brought out. But uh, regardless, they were asked, you know, what was his end game? What was his goal in this whole hate crime hoax? I'm sorry, alleged hate crime hoax. And they said he wanted to. This the media was the target because he knew the progressive media would run with us and report it the way they did. And you saw you you heard how somber it was. Wow, wow, wow! America, in 2019. Wow, just wow. I, I mean, what is this? The 50s and 60s? We back at Bull Connor, Jim Crow. Oh, wow, yeah. Just you know, just a real son. They you know if they're wearing glasses, they take off their glasses and look into the camera. We need to do some soul searching, America. Same thing was done during the Covington Catholic boys hoax, and uh, where you know I, I got a lot of those. Well, uh, uh, you know, uh, Hitler Youth. It was brown shirts back then, but now it's red hats. You know, all the hyperbole just comes out. And by the way, did you hear some of those comments where they say, "Well, this isn't a, just a this isn't a quote unquote a homophobic attack. It's a racist and homophobic attack." And if you say allegedly, because in this country, we are still innocent until proven guilty. The presumption of innocence is still there. If you dare said allegedly was attacked, you're a racist and a homophobe yourself for doubting his story. I remember that, Wells, too. You couldn't say allegedly, even though that is a legal term, To the given the due process we're afforded in this country. But uh, I can't think of a better synopsis than Dave Chappelle's uh, Netflix special "Sticks and Stones." He addressed the Jesse Smollett. He referred to him as "Juicy Smoulet, Smoulier," the French actor. Uh, so, if you're wondering why he call, why he's calling him "Juicy," uh, it was a you know "Juicy Smoulier," the French actor. You know, uh, he's not. He's also gay and he's black, not just French. Uh, I clipped out a minute and a half uh, where Dave Chappelle gives a great synopsis. Of how this whole thing unfolded Where he basically comes out and says You know, as black people We don't normally feel bad for police But we actually felt bad for the cops in this incident uh, Dave Chappelle in his Netflix special Stick Black people never
11: out. feel sorry for the police But this time we even felt sorry for the police Can you imagine if you was a police veteran Taking this kid's police report Okay, Mr. Schmoulier, please tell me what happened Alright 2 a.m. You left the house at 2 a.m. It was minus 16 degrees uh, Alright you were walking. You're walking. All right. And and where were you going? Subway.
4: Sandwiches?
11: That's when the men approach you? Did you see them? Do you have any Okay, what do they have on? MAGA hats! Maga hats on in Chicago. Excuse me one second, Mr. Yeah. Frank, come in for a second. Find out where Kanye West was last night.
3: So I mean, it's it's meant to be funny. It is. It's utterly hilarious uh, the way he portrayed it. But that. But there was also truth in that. It's like you add them up one after one. Okay. You're in Chicago, it's 2 a.m., it's 16 below zero, you have a hankering to get a Subway sandwich, so you walk outside, 16 below weather, 2 a.m., and you are accosted by two guys wearing Make America Great Again hats, which in Chicago, I'm going to guess, aren't exactly, uh, there aren't exactly a surplus of those in Chicago. Just going out on a limb there. And, you know, in all seriousness, this Jesse Smollett, for whatever reason he did this, whether it's to get publicity for his show, to try to coax a pay raise because he wanted money, there's been that allegation. Uh, there has to be, uh, I'll try to say it gently, a little screw loose in order to go through something like this. And so therefore, because there might be a legitimate mental illness component to it, you feel sorry for someone like that. But this idea that he's doubled down on this story, despite impugning the character of a collective, i.e. Trump supporters and Trump himself. I mean, forget President, forget then-President Trump. What about the people who supported him? You know, these were continued caricatures and attacks on these people, who just, even if they show tacit approval for Trump. So I feel sympathy to a certain extent because there probably is a little mental illness going on, but the fact that you impugn the character of millions of people and continue to double down on it, Isn't going to gin up a lot of sympathy from other people. I'm just saying. Ladies and gentlemen, I've enjoyed it. Thanks to Mitch for allowing me to fill in. Tune in to Mitch tomorrow, 1 to 3 p.m. God bless you all. God bless America.
9: pro-life across america the billboard people i'm sure glad you're
5: my sister Addie. yep you're my best buddy mom says you were their little surprise what would we do without you wow well, you'll probably get your own gum yeah that's true but you're worth it
10: hello my name is carrie i work with pro-life across america the billboard people If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of pro-life across America, please call 1-800-366-7773. Or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and
5: tax-deductible.
1: A baby's heart is beating 18 days from
2: conception. pro Across America, the Billboard
11: And cyberspace.
7: And I am
9: proud to be a member. And of
7: I'm
11: you. proud to serve in the United and
7: States. And I am proud
1: to protect our country.
7: Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve.
1: AFreserve.com Celebrating two decades on air, this is AF. AI-